Where did I park? Where did I park? Welcome to another journey in trying to find out where did I park? I'm your host, Chris, better known as CP. I'm here to park some of my thoughts and feelings so I can clear my head and get my life together. So here goes nothing. So thank you to everybody who checked out last week's episode. Huge thank you to my wife, Stephanie, for being involved, for uh, just helping drop some insight on how things went and where we were last year and comparing it to where we are now. Um, I appreciate her feedback. I appreciate, again, her support and her love. I thought it was just a dope episode. I thought it was good to go back in and just really just kind of talk about where we were and just feel it. It's crazy to think that we can talk about it triumphantly now when, you know, this time last year, we uh, had no idea what we were going to do. We just knew we were doing it. Um, so faith will get you a lot of places. Um, sometimes you won't realize, you know, what you had or where you got until uh, you've already been through it. Amen. I don't know. I've hinted on, hinted on that uh, with Uplift from all the way to episode one. So just a, a really dope episode. And I appreciate her for being on and uh, for joining me and giving her insight. And the blessings just keep coming in, you know, really even in the past week. Um, God has just continued to show himself and he's even shown that he's got a sense of humor, found out that my replacement from there or the person that they had brought in to kind of take over made feel comfortable with my leaving. Uh, he hit me up trying to get on where I'm at this week. He actually sent me a message seeing, uh, if I could put in a good word for him on any rec recommendations or requisitions and how, I don't know. That was a tough one for me. Fortunately, there's no open spots in my uh, division, so it's not like I can put them on any job. So uh, it made it real easy to be petty, but even still, I didn't have any opportunities for him. But it just shows that I was being looked out for when I had no idea and I thought it was all over. So so take that and put that in your collection plate. Where did I park? So TV is back. Is there anybody out there still watching The Walking Dead? I know I was... Speaking pretty highly of it the last season, I think I'm going to go in um, at least for a couple of episodes just to see what happens with Michonne once that happens. So I think I'm out this time, you know, at least they, with the new showrunner, they made it interesting again. But I don't really feel like picking up and getting back into it. I really got to catch up on all these Netflix shows and all these other streaming services so that I can uh, catch up and get ready for the big Disney Hulu ESPN plus thing when all those things drop, but uh, there's just so many series and so much content I haven't watched. I doubt I'll get to it all. So reviews and other people's word of mouth is just my best friend right now, but I definitely want to see how Michonne goes out and just see that's going to be my, uh, my finale for me. So hopefully they don't make me wait the whole time, but we'll see what happens. Also saw the end of suits. That was good. Glad that's out. I know I talked about that before, um, but the show is back. The show is back. Yes! I'm just excited to get This Is Us back. 
A lot of people hated on the first episode because there were uh, so many new characters, but I kind of dug it. It was interesting to kind of play the puzzle game with them. Usually in the first couple seasons, um, when the first episode, you're trying to put all the pieces together and you think you have the story down pat and then they throw some crazy weird angle where it all connects at the end. And so I think everybody was on to it with this season. So they made it a big game. And so you thought, you know, one group was with the other and you couldn't tell if they were in the past or in the future. But uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed following the new characters. I'm not sold on anybody yet. Um, I like the blind story arc. And I was kind of hoping that, you know, he wasn't going to be Kate's because I was worried about her acting. But ever since she started doing those movies, I think she stepped up and leveled her game up. So I'm interested in seeing where the story goes. Um, I'm glad that Randall and Beth are back good because when they weren't, it was it was messy to deal with. You know, they're everybody's favorite couple. Well, if not, they should be. So I'm interested in seeing how that angle plays with Deja and the new kid. And I think I know what they're going to do. I kind of hope they don't do it because it's too predictable. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Either way, I'm all in. You know, that's my show. Uh, my wife laughs at me. Maybe I'll bring some Kleenex in just in case, you know, they'll hit you with the touching moments. I don't know if we're past that yet. Um, I know with the father dying and showing all those replays and everything, it was more sentimental. But we'll see if it's more like storyline now, like how they went into how Jack's dad didn't like him either. And even though he didn't call him out, he pulled him to the side and let him know that he wasn't good enough. So it's just interesting. And I know we think of Jack as the hero, but, you know, he still had his flaws and his problems. I wonder if when those things happened, did she ever, you know, take it back to her parents and they'd be like, see, we told you about that guy. We like to think he's perfect, but he still had some issues that he needed to work out. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes, but I'm definitely all in on that. I could do a bunch of episodes on This Is Us, but I'll spare you guys the details. But if you haven't checked it out, Check it out. Bring some Kleenex. Super dope. Uh, Your wife might laugh at you, but it's a good show. I try to get her to watch it with me, but she's not feeling it. A real quick side note. Well, I hope it's a quick side note, especially dealing with what I'm about to say. Has anybody checked out T.I.'s new podcast, Expeditiously, with the big T.I. in the middle? We have to give it a name. Let me see. Hmm. How about Expeditiously? I like that word, you know, and you guys seem to like it when I use it. So we're going to name the show expeditiously. We're going to attack. You know, it is what it is. It's him talking about a lot of stuff and he's got a crew that they go over with. I think they just did episodes about uh, the big rap list that everybody came out with. But according to the Google, expeditiously means with speed and efficiency. Expeditiously is long as hell. (laughs) I feel like he needs a new vocab word. He does a vocab word on every episode, but he's got an episode up there that's like three hours, big, like a two part conversation with Killer Mike about politics and, you know, everything else and, you know, restoring black unity and all this other stuff. Like, how are you going to call yourself expeditiously when all your episodes just keep going and going and going? You might need to call it vocabulary, the podcast. Anyways, I just thought that was funny, but check it out. It's pretty cool. Just don't think you're going to get through it expeditiously. So I guess getting into the realest news of the week, 
I know everybody's talked about it right now, but the Amber Geiger trial, uh, it's just sad. I hate to see, I mean, all of it, the, just the fact of how the murder took place and how the family had to relive it and just how they, we had to go through the testimonies and hear people just try to big up her to kind of save her. And of course, I don't know enough about law, but then when the castle doctrine came out, um, I just knew nothing was going to happen. And I guess that was the chess move to make sure that there was no appeal. So I got that. And I think a lot of people had given up on what they thought was going to happen. Um, like it always seems to happen. I know personally, I thought she was going to walk. I thought it was as good as done. So I just kind of prepared my heart for that. And then when she was actually convicted, you don't want to say you were happy because, you know, it's still something that happened, but you're like, oh my gosh, you know, positively, I guess pleasantly surprised is the right thing to say. Um, and I think once that happened, I think everybody's shock turned into um, increasing demand. So it's like we went from not thinking anything was going to happen and just wanting an ounce of justice, just wanting it to be right, then to turning into, well, now that she got that, she need to, you know, get the death penalty. She need to get life and she need to get all that. And while I'm not opposed to it, um, am I happy about 10 years? I wouldn't call it happy, but it's more than I thought she would get. First of all, I thought she would walk. Second of all, I thought she would get two, three years. So it exceeded expectation, even though it's probably not right. It's probably not long enough. I think they played on the angle of, you know, that's not what he would have wanted. But sure, being shot in his own house wasn't what he wanted either. Message. And now, you know, it's up to the family just to hear um, the dad speak about how everything happened and how he felt and just hear his tears and his emotions. And then going into the brother and hearing how he felt. How? And speaking of the brother, I honestly didn't have a problem with him hugging her. You know, he had his convictions and he had his reasons and, you know, he had that spirit. And honestly, if that's going to settle his spirit, then I'd say do it. If one hug is going to allow him to live his life and not necessarily have to get in the grave with his brother, go ahead. I mean, he's 18. His brother was killed in that fashion when he was 16, 17. So, you know, I'm way past that age, so I can't speak on how I would feel or what I would do. Um, do I think I would hug her? I don't know, but I've never had to be in that situation. And hopefully I won't have to be in any type of situation like that. Hopefully my kids won't have to be in any type of situation like that. So I can't necessarily speak too positively on what I would ab absolutely do because that wasn't my reality or it isn't my reality. Uh, if that gave him healing and that helped him out, you know, I got to respect that. Um, weird, weird look, but I get it again, especially if, you know, this is a means to an end or a means to my healing. If this means that after this happens, then I have no problem with pushing for your conviction or making sure I never see you again, making sure you never get out or whatever. Yeah, I'm with it. Um, hug away. I think the biggest thing that I had a problem was the the guard that was stroking her hair or making it nice. 
I guess you can call it nice. <laughs> don't trip. But the guy that was fixing her hair for her, like, I don't know what that meant. And then the judge, after all that first doubt we gave her, then we gave her credit for playing the chess move. But then after that, the hug, like, that got me. There had to be some type of rules being violated or something, because that just didn't make any sense to me. The only thing I could make sense of was maybe because, you know, she was the judge was part of the Dallas Police Department endorsement team and they had a connection and obviously they all worked together and there might have been some political ties involved. Maybe. And so maybe to save face, she did that. Or maybe that was secretly her friend and or colleague, and she wanted to make sure that she knew it was no hard feelings, I guess. I don't know. It didn't make a lot of sense. Didn't seem very professional. Maybe they were just as surprised to find out that a cop actually got, you know, a guilty verdict when usually they don't. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it would have been another thing if she was actually on duty. But the fact that she was kind of coming home and the only thing that connected it was she had a long shift. I don't know. There's a lot of things. Secretly, I was hoping that she gave her that hug and talked some junk to her. Gave her the old school. Like, yeah, you going to jail now, sucker. You wild out. We got you. And just hugging the safe face. Who knows what it was? But that's the part that got me. The brother, I have nothing to say about that. That's fine by me. A little weird, a little off. I get it. And... Fortunately for me and prayerfully, you know, I don't have to get it any more than that, but understand. But the the uh, guard or the bailiff or whatever with her hair and the judge, I don't know. That one got me for a minute and I'm sure it got you to hate to bring it up uh, if you are already over it. Um, but I guess we'll just use this victory moving forward and figure out what we do from here. But <sighs> what a crazy world we live in. Where did I park? And just when you think it couldn't get any worse, the witness that helped testify um, was murdered, probably assassinated. That's not a good look for anybody or anything. In fact, it makes it seem pretty obvious that something else is happening. And that's sad. That Obviously, it's sad, but that's just heartbreaking. It takes so much effort for us to do the right thing, and it takes so much effort for us to... Um, Make sure we're taking care of ourselves and in the end, it still may not be enough. So just hold on tight and do what's right and try your best. And we'll all, we'll all just keep fighting together. I don't know how much more we can take or what we're supposed to do, but we can't give up. Even though it seems like it's a, an unwinnable battle. We got to take every little victory we can and keep pushing forward. All right. Anyways, enough of that. So this is what I really want to talk about. I'm excited. I'm beaming just thinking about it. Um, had a super proud dad moment. I've been talking about it all day at work. I've been talking about it to anybody who will listen. Super dope. Once upon a time in a land far away. So this weekend, uh, Jackson had two games back to back. He had soccer at, uh, can't remember what time. We'll just say 10 and baseball at 12. So uh, we get to the soccer field and, you know, his team is what it is. You know, it's nothing special, but, you know, he's going to do work playing against a team who doesn't look like they're that good. But they got this one guy and 
He looks like Neymar. Looks, hair, attitude. And then once the whistle blows, we find out that he plays like Neymar too. Oh no. He is all over the place. He's all over the field. Like within the first minute of seeing him run around, he looked like he was playing on easy and everybody else was playing on hard. He was just, he was everywhere. And I was like, oh, this ain't gonna work. We about to lose. We about to lose bad. Fortunately for us, uh, he had really bad aim. So he would get across the field and he'd be, you know, shaking everybody. And then he'd be at a bad angle and he couldn't hit the net. And then, you know, he'd go up and down and all around and he just couldn't get it right. So he was his own worst enemy. Meanwhile, Jackson gets the ball and they're about to do a kick, puts it in the back of the net. But the ref said it was offside and then he said it was it needed to be an indirect kick and it was direct. So, you know, all the soccer people know what that is. So then they set it up again. They do the little tap so he can kick it again. Kicks it again, just wide of the net. So Jackson put him on notice that, hey, like, I'm here to stay. Jackson got an enforcer on his team who tried to take a little Neymar out. He took him out for a little quick second. Um, then one of their guys took out one of our guys for a quick second. Like, it was just getting rough. But it was cool. It was a good matchup. Jackson was holding his own. So then we get the ball back, and Jackson finally puts the ball in the net. So we're good to go. Neymar turns right around and scores back. Dang. Next play, he gets the ball and scores again. So now they're up 2-1. to one. So we're battling back and forth, and... Uh, we got gifted a goal just because the goalie didn't know where they were standing and the ball went into their hands, but they were standing behind the net. So behind the line, that counts. Not my problem. Two to two. So then in the final, you know, third of the game, they put Jackson goalie and I'm like, man, one, I hope he doesn't let up a lot of goals. But two, um, if he's in goal, who's going to bring the ball up and who's going to get the ball on their side of the field so we can score? All good questions. So needless to say, we don't get the ball up across midfield because we don't have anybody who can do it. So they are firing off on us. Shot after shot after shot after shot after shot. And to Jackson's credit, he is knocking them down. He's saving everything. He's making diving stops. He's pouncing on the ground. He's going to get the ball in traffic. He's pushing it away. Like, I was excited. People are turning to me like, is that your son? He's doing it. He's doing it. And I'm like, huh. yeah, you don't see me. <laughs> yeah, that's my kid. You know, we be out here practicing. You know, we do our diving stops. Really? Come on, y'all. You big dummy. So secretly, I'm like, somebody needs to bring the ball up the field, though, because he can't just keep diving for everything. I guess all that jumping across the couch and diving on the floor and diving into people helped because he was everywhere. He was he was just off the chain. So I was so excited. I was so proud for him. Then he went to roll it out to his defenseman so he could uh, kick the ball up. And our defenseman pulls a Charlie Brown. How? Misses the ball completely. Ball rolls right into uh, one of their people who just basically lifts his foot up and the ball rolls in the net. Terrible. Then time ran out. We lose three to two. I was so disappointed. But at the same time, I was just proud because Jackson did his thing. Everybody was out there. I'm talking about the ref gave him love. The other team's coach gave him love. Parents were like, was that you out there in goal? You did it. You did it. He's just like, thanks. Thanks. And they're looking at me like, yo, your son is awesome. And I'm like, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you know, we got that athletic gene in us. <laughs> 
But then they're looking at me like, nah, not you. He must have got it from someplace else. So fair enough. But either way, Jackson's off the chain in soccer. So super proud of him. Then we go get a little quick snack, change up on the way to baseball. Get to the game. Jackson ends up going four for five, uh, four hits, a couple of runs, batted in a couple of runs, scored, uh, really lifts the team. In defense, he's swallowing everything out there. So any ground ball he's handling, any line drive he's handling, anything coming to him is going down. And it's just awesome. And everybody knows I'm a huge baseball fan. So I'm kind of sort of an assistant helper coach. Uh, It's not as clean cut as last year. Last year, I was on the team. I was assistant coaching. This year, the ones that they picked to assistant coach, they do okay. But everybody looks to me for some extra assistance and some guidance. And I help with scorekeeping and I just help out. So I'm like a a special assistant to the coach. Maybe I'm like Jerry West or something. (laughs) So anyway, I'm getting excited because he's knocking everything down. Everybody's looking at me and I'm like, for real this time, not like in soccer, but for real this time. Of course. Yeah, I'm the man. That's my son. You know, he's going to be the man. So he's killing it. Then they got two runners on. They hit a pop fly. He catches the ball, goes and tags one runner, sees he can beat the other guy going back to his base, tags him too. So even the umpire is like, oh, shoot, that's three. Their team got to go sit down. Our team is hype. I'm running on the field like he just won the World Series. Triple play by himself. It doesn't get much better than that. I don't know if we'll ever see it again. It was one of those one in a lifetime, one in a generation type things. Super. Oh, man, I was so excited. I'm texting my dad. Man, I'm texting uh, my homeboys at the crib. I'm just like, yo, Jackson just did an unassisted triple play. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Get everything else on video. Of course, I don't get that on video because I'm running out on the field. But just the moment to be there. I don't even think Jackson fully understands what he did, but he will one day. He got the game ball, took a little picture. It was super, super exciting. They won the game handily and we went home and life was good again. But those are the moments you live for as a dad, as a parent, just seeing your kids thrive, had a full day of thriving through two different sports, two different events. He was just out there having fun, doing his thing. Uh, living in his talent, living in the love of what he wants to do. And I got to see every moment of it. And that made me super proud. I can't stop talking about it. I can't stop beaming about it. You know, he'll have new games. He'll have new practices. He'll have new things to do and new feats to accomplish. But I'll never forget that. I was just so happy to be there. So can't take away awesome fatherhood moments. And that was one of those. So good job, Jax. Let's get him next game. But I think that's a good place to park for today. So before we go any further, let's go ahead and get to some uplift. So I just finished hyping up Jackson and talking about how proud I am. And it'd be easy to talk about, you know, being involved in your kids' lives and making sure that you're there to make memories. But I want to go a different way and a different topic. Um, So Jackson, it still is seven going on eight. So he likes to argue a lot. He likes to make sure his point is heard and he likes to um, really just make sure he can get the last word in. So there's a lot of, yeah, but yeah, but this and yeah, but that. So there's not a lot of room for buts. Um, It shows discontent. It shows uh, an 
unwavering sense of entitlement. It shows uh, the wrong side of pride. So uh, the butt can get in the way very easily. And when we're even doing good things in our lives, it's really easy to say, yeah, but I mean, even on this simple little old podcast, people tell me good job. And I say, yeah, but, you know, it's only a couple episodes in or, yeah, you know, I'm still working out microphones and yeah, you know, but could be here, but I'm not. Um, we're always putting yeah, but in our positive things and we're putting yeah, but in everything that we're doing and that can really mess you up. So even when, you know, you do deserve credit or um, there are things that you've done well, if you put that yeah, but in there, um, you're just bringing your own self down. Why would you climb through these mountains like I talked about last week? Why would you reach these new heights and then yeah, but yourself down a little bit? It's almost like you're taking one step back so nobody else can do it. And that's not the way to live. Um, So sometimes there is a room for yeah, but, but that's only when you've drug yourself down. So if you're in a down moment, you know, and you need that silver lining, that's where the butt comes in. Yeah, I'm down, but I'm not out. Yeah, I'm hurt, but I'm not done with. My head is bloody, but I'm bowed for everybody who gets down like that. It's so easy to let the negative be the last thing we think about. It's okay if your mind creeps into negative. It's okay if you're in a, a rut or you, it's okay if you're in a down moment. You know, life sucks sometimes, as we know. So there are going to be times where you're hurt or you're tired or you can't move on. But that can't be your final word, especially when you're dealing with something like stress. Stress will eat you alive. It'll stay on you. It'll latch on to you and it'll keep you way down to where you can't move. But that can't be your final answer. If your negative is your final answer, then you're not setting yourself up to do anything more than negative. And we must accomplish more. So when we're down, when stress seems like the final answer, we need to insert that. Yeah, but yeah, I'm stressed. There's a lot of things happening, but I'm still a champion, but I'm still a survivor, but I can still get through this. But even though it's going to be slow, I still have a plan. But even though I don't know all the answers, I still have a way of getting through there. Yeah, but I still have reason to believe. I still have reason to keep going. So make sure that stress isn't your final answer. Make sure that the negative isn't your final answer. And take that yeah button, put it in a positive place and use that to keep going. Life comes at you fast. I'm just trying to keep up with yesterday. But... I'll be back soon to get through some more of the good, bad, and ugly. I hope you'll join me again, because once I get done cheering for my son at the next game, I'm definitely going to need some help trying to find out where did I park. park, park, park.